Well, hello there, my friends. Welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I'm delighted to be here with you on this Thursday afternoon. If you are joining me live or on the replay, if you're listening on Friday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific or 9 a.m. Eastern Time, or maybe you've got us funneled into your favorite podcast platform. If so, we're delighted. We're delighted to come into your world and help you work out anything around your stories, your writing, and really working with that spiritual mind and those voices that help you promote yourself to the next level. So we're talking a lot about that today, the notion that we leap into promotions. We don't just sort of crawl our way into it or white knuckle our way through things. We actually take big leaps into promotion. And I think because of that, anytime you might think back on times when you really did receive a promotion and it may have been even bigger than you had dreamed in some ways, that's, that is the nature of promotion. It's big. It's often something that is the result of you changing and you being very ready for it. So what I find is a lot of my writers and storytellers and people that follow me say it's really hard to control the timing around a desired promotion. And I would have to agree. I think it's very difficult to control the timing. I would even like to suggest that you give up on that idea that controlling the timing really might not work to your advantage. But guess what? There's good news. There's lots of other stuff you can be in control of that's going to lead to that big leap or a big promotion coming your way. So again, I am Coach Debbie. You can find out more about my brand at CoachDebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. I work with storytellers, memoir writers, people that are going deeper into their brand and getting very focused on their messaging. Sometimes I work with people that are leaping out of a career and into a new one because maybe they didn't get the promotion they wanted. Or in some cases, they did get the promotion only to realize they didn't want it. (laughs) And they're surprised. They'd been working so hard for so long. And they realized, wow, now that I got it, I don't want it. It's not what I thought it was going to be. Again, I really focus around the person who is writing some sort of memoir, legacy, or big transition, taking a big leap in the world. And often for people that are building their audience around a speech or a TED Talk, a podcast, and they, they want to know the ropes. 
and they don't want to spend the next 10 years learning, but they do want to invest for, say, six months or a year, or maybe even a little longer and become a member of one of my communities. So many, many things on offer. I'll be telling you more about that throughout the show. But let's talk a little more about this idea that we don't just get a promotion. We don't just receive a little promotion. We actually leap into it. We do things that are huge. And that's what sets us up for a promotion. Promotions are big. They're not meant to be tiny little things. And and so in a way, I'm talking a bit about how you are promoted spiritually before you are promoted in the real world. So the spiritual promotion is more of a zigzaggy path. Often in the real world, I think you find that there's a ladder you have to climb. I remember when I was teaching at the college, there were nine steps, we called it. They were um, pay steps. And with more hours and with more responsibility, you would work your way up the steps. And what I remember about that is you were hired in at step one, usually based on your years of experience. Um, For me, I was right out of graduate school. So I came in at step one. I didn't have 10 years of experience somewhere else. So I came in at step one and it was sort of declared that it would take a certain amount of time to work your way up to the final step, which is nine. So it was this linear process and you could do it because you decided to take on more responsibility. Like for me, I ran a fiction club. I also ran a publishing business that we had right on campus for a literary magazine. That was something I'm so grateful for. There were many steps within that. You probably have something just like this where you work. And this is part of promotion. It's part of working your way up in a company. But the spirit world, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't do step one, then two, then three, then four. It's not so clean cut. What I've learned about the spiritual world of promotion is that it's like being on a a mountain and you're going through all these switchbacks. And, And with each one, it's almost like there's new lessons and new things to discover around each corner. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this huge mountain that has been up against you for literally hours, it's, it's no longer there because you're at the top and your view that you've been promoted to is vast and huge. It, it's almost like it happens instantly. 
but it only feels that way because the view came into light in a matter of seconds, but you were working your way up that mountain for quite some time. One switch back after another, a real zigzaggy path. And all of a sudden, everything you've been working for is in view and you gasp and you take it all in. The spiritual promotion is like that. It's a big leap. And it requires you to stay on the path and endure those switchbacks one after another and and to really just lean into what, what is in your view right now. If all you do is look at your feet one step after another and you're never taking in a conscious energy around your breath and your heartbeat, if you never pay attention to stop for a little bit of water or to have conversation with your fellow hikers along the way, you know, I would say you're going to have a kind of narrow experience getting to that promotion. But if, if you invest in the idea that You really can't control, especially your first time up this mountain, you really can't control how long these switchbacks are going to take before you find yourself in that vast view, you know, that promotion you seek. Um, I think what you'll discover is that you were more ready for the promotion than you thought. It's just that getting there had a lot of surprises for you, a lot of things you didn't anticipate. And some of them felt a little mundane and others challenged you galore. I can say just sticking with this mountain metaphor for a minute, I can tell you that I was once on a hike with my dad and my little brother. And my dad was very, very skilled on a mountain. (laughs) We were just kids. And he would often walk a, a good ways ahead of us. And this was frustrating to me because my brother being so much younger, it meant I had to look after him and me being low in eyesight I, I just, I, I wanted a, a more guided experience. I didn't want to have to figure out so much on my own. But one time we were on a hike and I remember, I remember we achieved some level of altitude. I don't remember the exact number, but let's say it was somewhere around seven or 8,000 feet. And I was having a harder time breathing. And I I remember trying to shout out ahead to say, stop, let's sit down, let's stop. Because this so-called level of promotion up the mountain, we were getting close to the top and it was getting too hard. It was too hard to breathe. And I wasn't sure I would make it. And I wasn't sure that I had a proper support and I didn't want to have to keep leading my little brother. I just wanted everything to stop. And in fact, I probably wanted to go home. (laughs) 
<laughs> knowing me, I probably wanted to just turn around and get the heck out of there. But often, you know, looking at your own experience, that's not how it works. When you're just about to leap into some sort of promotion, when you've been going through all these switchbacks and achieving altitude, there's this point right before you get there where it's tough. It's tough and you don't feel supported and you don't feel like you've got what it takes to lead and you want to go home. That, my friends, is part of the spiritual journey of leaping into promotion. Really, it is. It's a big moment where we find out if we can trust ourselves to even just stop and get our bearings when we're so close. And we might think this is the point in which you just push through and ignore all signs of your body's intelligence. We might even think this is the point where uh, you, you hide the truth from everyone around you and just run ahead, even if it means sort of stomping out uh, the fire that that others have for blazing their own trail. Uh, competition can set in right before you get to that point where you're about to leap into promotion. It can be a really agonizing place. And we're not just talking about writers here, although we are talking about writers. We're talking about anyone that wants to see themselves higher up and they're ready and they've been on that mountain and they've covered those switchbacks. How do you get there? How do you get there without hurting others, without screaming out for help and fear and causing a, a ruckus? How do you avoid the whole idea of sabotaging it and going home? How do you do this? It's real hard to admit that we do not control the timing of our promotions. But what we do have a handle on, especially if this is not our first promotion, is knowing that there's some basic principles to leaping into the next promotion. One principle I want to tell you about is really relying on more of the future to inform you. Not necessarily your past and all your past experiences, but the future. Yeah, this is a little tricky to wrap your head around. There is a part of you that you might dream about. You might be able to envision her or envision him. And you can see yourself out there already in the promotion. That's your future, right? Whether it's a writing career or something else. If you have dreamt up what it's going to look like when you get there, and you can already feel how nice it is to be there, that future, right? That future person that you can envision has a certain set of wisdom. And what I think really is important is to start to have a little dialogue with that future part of you 
that can tell you what it takes to get there. Now, you might think this is a little crazy because the future part of you is just a part of you you've dreamt up. But honestly, if you can dream it up, you know more about getting there than you think. Oh, yes, you do. So are you willing to hang out with me? We're going to talk more about What does it take to actually leap into promotion? Not just take one little rung of the ladder at the time, but to leap into it. That's our topic for today. Stay tuned, my friends. We're just going to take our first break here. We're going to come right back. I'm Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Monday morning at 7 o'clock. Whether you're looking to stay in the workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Mondays at 7 o'clock a.m. here on KKNW to get re-energized, recharged, and re Reignited. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about what does it look like to get promoted? My experience is that we don't tiptoe our way into promotions. We don't crawl our way into promotions. We leap. And we often don't have much control of when this is going to happen. We do a lot of planning, especially if we are trying to get promoted in ways that are around our jobs. We might even hear of a promotion that's available and think, that looks like me. That looks like something I could do. And so we start planning and thinking, ah, I could I could maybe be in that job in three months. Uh, I could even I could even see myself in that job in six weeks and we go to work at it and we do everything and we don't get it or we get it and we don't love it or I mean, all kinds of outcomes can happen. But usually, usually that's because we thought we could control somehow the timing of all this and we can't. Here's here's where it gets so confusing. The like the job board will post a job and it'll say, for example, January 1st, we're going to have this job open. And and we start to think about all our skills that match up. 
And then we realize all the things we need to do to be considered. What what I find that I do, tell me if this is true for you. What I find that I do is I think if I can just jump through all these hoops, I'll get the job. I really do. I really think of it as like there's little boxes out there in the world that I need to check off. I need to spruce up my resume. I need to get my interview skills under control. I need to make sure I have the best testimonials. Let me tell you, all those things are going to work in your favor. Do all of that. But after that, oh man, I always forget about this part. The job is not in my hands. It goes beyond checking off all the little boxes because there's this thing called character and integrity and presence, you know, all that stuff. That stuff needs to be seen, (laughs) not just by the boss or the people on the interviewing committee, but somehow that stuff in the world has to get translated and it needs to meet up with all the right people at all the right time. I have just found that that part Oh, man, that part is just so out of my control. I have story after story for you of things that came my way years after I really wanted them. But when they came my way, they were huge. I also have stories of things that didn't come my way when I thought I had checked off all the boxes. I had jumped through all the hoops and I had done it with flying colors. Let me just add that. (laughs) And yeah, I wasn't chosen. Not only was I not chosen, but I was angry (laughs) that I wasn't chosen because in my mind, it was the right time. In my mind, all those hoops, all those things they were looking for, I had. And I had such tunnel vision that maybe someone else in some other capacity was going to fulfill the promotion I wanted so that I could, over here on the sidelines, fulfill just something else with my my character, my integrity, my presence, something in that category because a bigger promotion that I might not even know about yet was getting cooked up. And in my experience, six months later, six years later, that thing leads to a promotion I I. I couldn't have even dreamed about back there when I was trying to check off all those boxes. In my experience, it works that way. And when I watch the people that I want to emulate, when I I think about people that have gone on and, and achieved incredible prizes or presence in the world, often they tell similar stories. 
that it was in those promotions that they made particular plans for that didn't come through in the timing they expected, but that there were other promotions that were just leaps and bounds beyond what they could have ever guessed that came through on a timing that maybe, maybe they they couldn't have foreseen because it involved so much more. And all of that just was not on their radar. So to bring this to light, I want to tell you a few stories. First, I want to say, uh, Zach and Lindsay, I see that you have written in and I will be getting to you. Thank you very much for writing in today. One one story I want to tell you about involves my friend Annette Bond, and she is an image consultant. You have probably heard an interview, maybe even more than just one, where I've brought her to the show, and we've talked about building business, building brand. Because she is an image consultant, she works very closely with people and their wardrobes. And so she has this term. I don't I don't even know if she was the one who originally thought it up. I put it put it here in my notes. And now of course I can't find it. But she when I do find it, I will give it to you word for word because I think it's so good. But It is this, no, oh, here it is, here it is, over here. She said, dress for the job you want, not the one you have. And when she first said this to me, and granted, I don't know if this was something she wrote or something she heard, but it has served her and her brand. It's almost like this mantra that probably on a subconscious level, she has guiding her image consultant brand. I I just want to say it one more time. Dress for the job you want, not the one you have. So think about that on the the literal level first. And, And think about it in this story I have of my friend, Um, who is now a lawyer. But when I met her, she and I were at Seattle University together. So that was in the 90s. And I remember at the time her having so much talk around the idea that there were many lawyers in her family, but she was going to be the best. And I kind of saw her as a little, um, I'm just going to say it, arrogant, you know, that that just being among the lawyers in her family wasn't enough. She wanted to uh, be the best. So I, I couldn't quite handle that. But, you know, something I noticed about this friend of mine, here we are, college students. I, I had, you know, two nickels I could rub together through most of my college life. 
she showed up. (laughs) She showed up for class looking like a lawyer. And I didn't take lawyer-specific classes, but she was in my ethics class, and she was in some of my higher-level literature classes. She really did look the part early on. So later, as I meet my friend Annette Bond, who has an image consulting business, and she tells me, you know, it's so much about dressing for that future promotion, not about where you're at. My friend from Seattle University, who is now, like I said, a a really big time lawyer, she came to mind because way back there, long before we had degrees, but when we had dreams, and this is very key to what we're talking about today, When we had dreams, my Seattle U friend was dressing the part. She was showing up as if that leap was guaranteed. Now, there were a lot of boxes in her future she was going to have to check. And she probably didn't know when all of them would come and how exactly that would pan out. But she had it in her to say, I want to be the best lawyer in my family. I come from a family of lawyers. I heard it as arrogant. But you know what? It doesn't matter what I was thinking about it. What mattered was how she owned that, how she claimed that. And I don't know how many years it took, but I know it took many. When I looked her up on LinkedIn, just curious, you know, how did all this work out for her? She's on the other end of the country doing great, doing better than really I had dreamed she might do. Because I was mixing in a little arrogance thinking, oh, no, no, she's she's probably got some hard lessons. I'll tell you this. I know she's gone through hard lessons because you don't get that leap of promotion without them. Hard lessons build your character. Hard lessons help you be present day in and day out and be responsible for what that future leap that you want requires. I don't know what her hard lessons were, but I really didn't think beyond them. She did. She knew she could be great, and she is. Did she control the timing? I really doubt it. Did she control which lesson came up when? Seriously doubt that. But did she find ways to check off all the boxes You know, to be a lawyer, there's a bar exam. There's the the resume to, to be a lawyer. I help a lot of people with resumes. I don't know that I could help her. You know, that's a high level resume. But she did that and more. And this is how we make leaps, leaps into promoting ourselves. So that said... I want to get to 
Zach, your question is a lot shorter than uh, Lindsay's. So we're going to take yours first. I also want to say, Zach, it's been a little while since I've heard from you. It is lovely to hear from you. And I just I also want to commend you for being forthright on what you had to say here. Um, I'm looking for a quote to support you, but I'm not finding it. So I'm just going to read this wonderful bit out of your letter where you said, I worked really hard for this job promotion and I didn't land it. I can't tell my wife. So instead I've told her there's another round of interviews twice Twice bought me two more weeks. Twice bought me two more weeks. Okay. Can you help me with this? I can't let her down once again. I'm I'm actually going to stop right there. So Zach is someone who also has a writing business and also um, does... Mm, uh, I guess we'd say contracts, contracts. So I'm guessing that the the job you are after had to do with those contracts. But what I'm really hearing, Zach, is this certain level of, of shame that, you know, you can't tell your beloved. And, and Zach, it, Whenever we use the word control, you know, we can't control our destiny. We can't control timing. There's there's usually a knee-jerk reaction to say, well, I know that. But I'm, I'm wanting to come at you. There's a, a quote I thought about during the break, and I knew I had it right here in my notebook, but I'm not finding it quickly. But there there is this great lesson that, I learned that basically went on the notion that it requires less effort to be promoted to our next adventure, less effort to be promoted to our next adventure. And the reason for it is that we have less resistance when we do it. I'm sorry I don't have the quote because my my little summarized version of it is only half fast there. But do you hear what I'm saying? There's there's often a certain level of resistance when we need the promotion now. And what I want you to do is realize that even if you're ashamed that, you know, maybe the contract didn't go through whatever the right language is around that when you say you worked really hard to get this job, but you didn't land it. Um, what, whatever that feeling is, that feeling only belongs to you. And while you might fear that that bringing home the news to your wife is going to stir up her energy and and create shameful remarks, my guess, my guess is that you're just concerned that that shame will be bigger than yours. What if 
what if, Zach, instead, instead of buying this time of two weeks and saying there's another round of interviews and, and such, what if instead you said, hey, guess what? I went for X and I thought it would lead to X. And you know what? I'm feeling really ashamed that I couldn't control that this was mine. It felt like it was mine. But I think what it's done is it's promoted me to my next level of integrity and to my next level of how I want to show up just day in and day out for a while so that I don't feel like I'm going to shrink if I don't get the next promotion. You know, Zach, if you just sat down and had a really honest conversation with her, that shame that you're afraid is going to end up in your face, um, I just I just think you're going to completely diffuse it. I know I only read a little piece of what you wrote to me, but I hope this covered what you're going through here. We're already uh, at the point for our second break. Uh, Lindsay, I'm going to keep reading what you have sent in. And when we come back, more about how we leap into our next promotion. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Nathan Mum, host of Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum on KKNW. Tech Time Radio's live show is Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. And you can always check us on the web at techtimeradio.com. Our segmented stylized radio gives you the breaking news before it hits mainstream media. Join myself and Mike Rodeo as we'll make you laugh. That's good. Hooked on phonics worked for you, didn't it? (laughs) It Just a little bit. And learning something new in technology, join us Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m. and Thursdays from 6 to 7 a.m. The technology show for the everyday common person. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. We're getting all fired up today and talking about promoting, getting promoted, promoting ourselves, making sure it happens right when we planned it. <laughs> All these fun things that our mind gets wrapped around. I know mine does. So I hope this topic is supporting you today. I, I want to reassure you that there's promotions that were trained because we went to college or because we've had, you know, on the job trainings or military trainings, there's promotion that feels like it just involves putting one foot in front of the other and doing what we're told. That is one type of promotion. But another type of promotion that, I mean, the longer I live, the more I learn about it, is this type where we leap into it. And so often it comes when we're not expecting it or later than we thought we'd have to wait for it, but then it's bigger than we could have ever, ever known. For one friend of mine, she published her second book 
And when she did so, the first one was a self-published Amazon create space type of thing. And it did okay. And she felt like it was one of the biggest things she had ever done. But in terms of numbers, business, what she thought it would do for her, um, she even had her heart kind of set on the idea that the book would make her a lot of money. Uh, Books directly do not necessarily make a lot of money, but the message from the books can lead you in directions that can make you an infinite amount of money. I will do another show on that. I promise you. Uh, But anyway, she finally decided, you know, it's been a long time, time to do my second book. And when she did the second book, she followed the same path as the first, put it out on Amazon, self-published it completely. I'm not going to get into all those steps there, but it's a quick process. And someone, someone big, someone big that has a talk radio show, definitely not Coach Debbie, someone huge that is known all over the world, read the book and brought her to, are you ready? Oprah. Yep. She got a gig with Oprah. And this landed her not only in, you know, a position of making seven figures, but it also helped her believe in the leap into the giant, giant promotions. The person I am talking about is named Glennon Doyle. And while some people are not as touched by that message um, of her personal story, what I want to point out to you is that you you don't have to have the whole world paying attention to make the leap. What you have to do is show up. You have to believe that it matters. And then you have to let go of where it could all go. But continue to show up. Continue to believe. For Glennon Doyle, the person that read it and picked it up was Oprah. I just saw this randomly on some YouTube video I was watching. And while while there were some brief, you know, exchanges of me and some of those other people in the background around that second book, um, did could I have predicted that that was the next thing? No, no, not at all. Um, that's that's the power of the whole spiritual promotion. What I want to tell you is that these leaps, and I really want you to pay attention here, these leaps, big leaps into your next promotion happen because you can carry on with that new life. Now, we see this happening all the time in the organic world. And the best example I can think of is the caterpillar. Think about this. The caterpillar 
is one that inches his little way along. You know, he almost he almost looks a little bit in some way like the inch worm, but he's not. He's his own thing. And he he has all these little little legs, little feet, little technical things, I don't know what they're called, that allow him to move along a branch. But there comes a time where the caterpillar completely surrenders to a transformation, completely. And this is probably the most still point in a caterpillar's life. The cocoon shelters that caterpillar. And if you do not disturb that cocoon, and if the caterpillar himself goes through the full process of being cocooned later in another season, we have a butterfly. Now, something that never occurred to me until I was about 50, and it's so obvious, but it never occurred to me. Butterflies never go back to being caterpillars, right? The leap is so big. It is so transformational. The butterfly is there on, always a butterfly. And the butterfly does not inch its way along a branch, the butterfly has the capacity to fly. And from what I've read, butterflies fly long distances. I'm just going to leave off with the butterfly for a moment to just remind you that you might be thinking that your time as a caterpillar should be done. But I just want you to think for another moment about this. How willing are you to surrender to that cocoon? Because that really is a time of stillness and listening and just being really in touch with higher, higher lessons of being very present of hearing a high calling, of honoring sometimes that day in and day out stillness, deep listening of where you're really at and not letting go and not busting through and not calling it quits too soon because you are in a process of transforming. You, you don't even know what a gorgeous butterfly you are becoming. And one of the things that I get to do, I get to do as a writing coach is work with people that are kind of moving through that process of going from being the caterpillar to being their own butterfly. And for some, it means they're getting published. For others, it means they took on a writing project so that they could know themselves. For others, like Michael, it means having a podcast that goes from being known locally 
to being known globally. For some, it means completely rewriting your brand and owning seven figures. For, for my life coach, Alan Cohen, he asked me in the not-so-distant past if I would be part of his editorial team. That was kind of a big leap, a big promotion for me. Up until then, I had always worked with people that were on their first, second, or third book. Alan Cohen was producing his 28th. He was my life coach. He certified me in a master level life coaching program. I didn't anticipate that phone call. I did not anticipate the opportunity to be on his editorial team. I didn't anticipate all that is coming, the leap of promotion because of it. But it came. And my guess is it came due to some of that daily stuff. Some of, I mean, every Thursday I come here and I offer a show and the show grows out of my experience of teaching. I've been teaching for over two decades. This is how the leap of promotion works. I, I just want to say to you, as much as it would be nice if we could control the timing on when our next promotion will be, I just want to say you, you want to be in control of your day more than you want to control the next promotion. That's going to work itself out. If you can dedicate yourself to getting up, and showing up. Just like Annette Bond tells us, don't dress for your day. Be that person that is living from the future and dresses for that job. I told you about my friend from Seattle U. Definitely wasn't a very close friend, but was someone who believed in herself early on and took action. But remember what I said about her in college? She kind of looked like a lawyer already. She was dressing the part. She was showing up. She was earning those A's in her classes. It was a day in, day out thing. According to LinkedIn, she's crushing it. <laughs> she's doing great. So it starts there. And hey, Lindsay, I just want to tell you, thank you for this letter you sent in. It's long, it's involved, it's beautiful. And I need to take a little more time with it. So I'm not going to read about it today on the air. I will give you a response one-on-one -on -one, and I will bring it back to a future show. You made a lot of great points in it. And I want to thank you for taking the time to write to me. I hope, though, that this might, this might serve you. And that is, I just really believe that it is a strong character who can fully accept that there are stages, there are these switchbacks on the mountain. 
that get us ready for our next promotion. It's so true. You've got to do the strategy. You've got to get your resume in order. You, you got to put on the suit. You got to show up on time for that interview. You have to think about the questions they're going to ask so you're prepared. Yes, all of that matters. But what also matters is that your character is refined and it the, the story about that lands in the hands of those that are making the decisions. That book, that book, can it get to Oprah? Sure. All it has to do is be available on Amazon. <laughs> That's all. And it could land in the hands of Oprah. Now, maybe you don't need something quite that big, but typically... The promotion we really want is leaps away from where we started. And the piece you got to keep in mind is that your integrity, your character, it follows you everywhere. It is so important. The people that want to quit, they're not all that focused on this part. They're just focused on the million dollar suit. I say it's about the inner game. We talk a lot about this sort of stuff on Story You Talk Radio. If you're new, I'm here every Thursday and we are available on many podcast platforms. I will see you next week, my friends. And until then, namaste. Namaste.